Welcome to the Discipleship Podcast with Pastor Pablo Martinez. We truly believe disciples aren't born, they are made. If your desire is to grow, renew your mind, and go to the next level in the way you live for God, this podcast is for you. Pastor Pablo will be sharing the real heart of a disciple through tough but transformational truths that are sure to confront us. These truths will lead us into establishing the kingdom of God in our lives. Now is the time. Grab your pen, a notebook, and your Bible. It's time to get formed. Welcome to Formation Friday, CFF Church. Y'all looking good, let me tell you that much. It's a good view up in here. Tell your neighbor, you're looking good today. You're looking good tonight. I don't know if you know, but you chose a really good night to come tonight. Tonight, you're going to leave with a message that will help you be a little bolder, that will, be, that will help you be wiser in the decisions that you make. You know, the world says, follow your heart. Nah, follow the word of God. Follow his advice. Follow his word. Amen. Uh, so tonight we have a powerhouse couple coming in with a with an epic message. Um, this this couple I admire, I honor, I love so much. They are parents of two beautiful uh, little boys. Um, they are just amazing in every single way. And I just hope that you guys are ready to receive everything. They have a YouTube channel got, called Got Relationships. They're also on Instagram, Got Relationships. So if you want to see a little more, if you want to listen to a little bit more, go ahead and check them out. Um, uh, Frank also has uh, his own YouTube channel where he goes ahead and just gives us uh, little snippets of gold. Um, so without further ado, please, CFF Church, help me welcome Frank and Alba Ponce. Welcome to Formation Friday, CFF. (laughs) Is anyone excited to hear the word of God tonight? Well, uh, we are very excited to be here and be able to share with you guys. As Areli said, my name is Alva, my husband Frank. That's me. And all his splendor. (laughs) We have been married for 13 beautiful years. Woo! Come on, somebody. And it keeps getting better, baby. Hey! Hey. (laughs) We're some of the leaders here, uh, part of the Pastors 12, and so we're really excited to share with you guys. Areli, thank you for that intro, a little too much pressure, but we're going (laughs) to... All of our 20 followers are listening. Hey! Hey. (laughs) Well, we're here to talk to you guys about relationships. Hey! You know, that's one of the things that Frank and I really, for those of you guys that know us, we really love talking about marriage and relationships, healthy relationships. And one of the reasons why we do that so much is because of the importance that God gives to it in the word. Do you know that marriage is so important that God decided that that will be the institution that will govern the earth? That was his idea, right? It's so important that healthy marriages produce healthy families and healthy families produce good societies. So I think it's very important that we talk about this. 
Yeah, Amen. when the enemy wants to destroy a nation, a society, he knows to attack the marriage. That's mm -hmm. why the marriage and the family are always under attack. Yeah. But we have the honor, the privilege that we get to learn from the word of God how to do things right. Yeah. How to do things in a way that glorifies God, mm -hmm. that raises strong families and strong children. And so that's what we want to share with you guys. We <laughs> married for 13 yeah. amazing years, like my beautiful wife said. And the first couple of years, they were really, really tough. We, we talked about getting a divorce so many times because we just felt like we couldn't fix this marriage. We couldn't uh, do it right. And it's only by the grace of God yeah. that we're here. It's only by the grace of God that our marriage is restored. We can say yeah. that. I can say that I love being married to this beautiful, hot, amazing, sexy, gorgeous woman. And it's He's talking so, about me. <laughs> and honestly, it's so much fun just serving God right. together. And that's in the heart of God. And you know, maybe you're here tonight and you're like, Ugh, I don't like, why do they talk so much about marriage? You know, maybe you have the total wrong concept of it because you haven't seen a successful marriage, mm -hmm. a godly marriage, a blessed marriage. Yeah. And so you don't want it yet. But tonight, we want to bring hope into your life in this area because guess what? God wants to bless you. It's not good for men to be alone. Hey. You know, he wants to bless you. He wants to help you <laughs> restore the concept of marriage in your life. And he wants to help you dream about it again. Amen. Anybody want some of that? Amen. You want to pray? Why don't we go ahead and close our eyes and just ask God to do something amazing tonight. Yeah. Yes, we Lord. thank you, Spirit of God, because you are in this place, God. We know that you are here and our hearts are ready, open to receive what you have for us, God. We pray that eyes would be open, God. We pray that, pray that hearts would be open, Lord, to receive not the message that Alba and I are going to share, but the message that you want to share to each one of these men and these women. We give you this time. Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Awesome. So... The first thing we want to share with you guys, point number one, if you're taking notes, it's relationships are God's original idea. Relationships and marriage are God's original idea. They came from the heart of God. It wasn't man's invention. It wasn't a government invention. They were born in the heart of God for us. What does the word of God say about that, Frank? Genesis 2:18. it says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. Hallelujah. I will make a helper who is just right for him. Then the Lord God made woman from the rib, that's verse 23, and he brought her to the man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. So as you can see in the word, relationships came from the heart of God. They're his idea. However, we live in a society that promotes more and more intimacy, but it produces less and less true love. Have you noticed that we live in a society that promotes more and more sex, but it produces less and less commitment? There's something wrong about the way that the world views relationships. No wonder so many people are disappointed at relationships. No wonder so many people feel, feel hopeless and even cynical about marriage. Because why? Because they have only seen the way that the world says relationships are supposed to be. But there's more. There's better ways. 
Yeah, nobody gets in a relationship hoping, oh, I hope I get right. my heart broken. I hope I get so messed up that I can't believe in, in relationships again. And then but, listen to Taylor Swift so you can feel better. Right. That. Everybody wants to succeed. But the amazing thing is that God wants you to succeed in it. Yeah. Amen. But you can't succeed at something unless you know the purpose for which it was created. Right. If, right. I, if I get my cell phone and I start using this as a hammer to hammer a nail in the wall, that's not what this was made for. Right. So I'm going to break this and I'm not going to do what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And whenever you don't know the purpose of something, right, right. all you can do is abuse it. Mm. And so, so many people are trying to build relationships, but they're not doing it God's way. Right. So we really need to stop and think and ask ourselves, where does my concept of our relationships come from? Who taught me what marriage is supposed to be like? Like, uh, who's my role model after whose relationship I am? wanting and desiring to have my own relationship and the truth is that if we want to know the best way to do relationships and marriage we got to go to the source yeah. we got to go to that creator we got to take a look and learn what does god say about it yeah. amen you know i've been married we've been married 13 years and those 13 years i've made two really good meals that's true two really that's good true. meals twice he's cooked <laughs> and the reason those meals came out good is because i went on youtube <laughs> and I followed the recipe of somebody that knew what they were doing. Has anybody done that? And I was amazed. I was like, wow, I didn't know I had this talent, this ability. <laughs> but the truth is, I followed the recipe of somebody who knew right, what they right, were right, doing. Right, I followed right. it step by step. And sadly, so many people are looking to follow models, are following Hollywood yeah. stars, are following what the media says. They listen to their friends right. who have broken relationships. Right. That's the recipe that they're following. And then they wonder, why is this thing not working in my life? Right. And so people go doing relationships as if it was an experiment. Mm -hmm. And so that's why people get hurt all the time. I wish I had like a nipple to give him an example right now of like what an Girl, experiment is. Girl, I got you. Oh, <laughs> what? Not of nowhere, a nipple? We were not prepared for this. Oh, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. We're going to pray really quick now. Let's pray for uh, our meals. <laughs> but let me, let me show you what happens when people uh, take relationships as an experiment. Okay? Pretend this is your heart. Okay? And, and you know, we all want to be loved. Come on, somebody. We all want to be wanted. We all want to be with someone that loves us and respects us. Right? Come on, somebody. It's true. Don't lie. Come Don't on. Lie. You know you, you want to. lie to kick it. I never want to get married. <laughs> That's what you're saying right now. But anyway, so pretend this is your heart, right? And you want to get in a relationship. You're like, man, I'm ready for this. I was born for this. And you, your coworker, you've been working with, with them for three months. So you get into this relationship and you give your heart away because you give the best of you always. So this person takes a, a little piece of you, right? Because they will take it. If you give it, they will take it. And so it turns out it doesn't work. You guys have fundamental differences. You realize, man, we're totally going in different directions. So, you, you know, you break up and you, you swear you're never going to date again. Oh, my God. You know, you go on, on social media and pour out your feelings and everybody's like, Ooh, there she goes again. No, or there he goes again, right? Uh, and so you're like, when do, I'm going to take a second chance. And you go for it and you met this guy at the, I don't know, at the cafe. He's a blogger. So he seems safe. You know, he's not that dangerous. So you give yourself away again. Because that's what we do. We give ourselves away, right? And so it doesn't work. And you do that over and over again. At some point, you're going to be so broken that when the right person comes your way, when God brings that special one, all you're going to have left to give is just pieces of you. And you know what? That is sad. But we don't want to talk about the sad part tonight. 
We want to talk about what does God do when a heart is this broken? Yeah, we love what the word of God says in 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, whoever is in Christ <laughs> is a new creation. The old is gone. Behold, all things are made new. So Woo, maybe you're here. Somebody. Amen. Can somebody That's say amen right. to that? Maybe you're here and you're like, man, I can relate to that. Like I've been in so right. many messed up relationships. I've been in more than I can count. I've right, given right. my heart. I've gotten my heart broken. I don't feel like I have anything good to give somebody. Mm. The word of God says he makes all things new. If right. you haven't received Christ, you can receive him tonight and he'll give you a new heart. Woo! Amen. Come on. So let's recap. What was our point number one, everyone? God's relationships are, I mean, relationships, relationships. are God's original idea. Say it again. Relationships, relationships are God's idea. Hey, come on. That's good. Point number two recreational dating say it yeah. babe <laughs> right. i like how you say it recreational dating like so what's recreational that. dating babe we need to focus <laughs> so let's get recreational <laughs> hey let's stop it so recreational dating that's pretty much the way that society views dating recreational dating Uh, its only purpose, check this out, is to build intimacy with someone without any serious purpose, or without any serious desire for commitment. Let me say it again. Recreational dating, its only purpose is to develop, in, develop intimacy with someone without any serious interest in committing with this, to this person. And so when you think about that, no wonder people get broken all the time, over and over. Why? Because if you go into a relationship like that and there's no uh, goals attached to it, you best believe you're going to be broken at the end of this relationship. Yeah, can you imagine if Ezekiel right here invited me to go to his house and play some bas basketball? Right. He's like, come over, we're going to shoot some hoops. I show up to his house, and I realize there's no basketball court there. And so we spent an hour just throwing the ball back and forth. Like, I'm going to be pissed. Like, dude, you brought me here just so that you can wear me out so that I can get tired? There's no purpose Ooh. to this. And that's how so many relationships begin. Ooh, What's somewhere. the purpose of this? Just Ooh. because you're bored? There yeah, needs yeah, to yeah. be a real vision, a real purpose if you're going to start a relationship. Recreational dating, okay, or recreational relationships are usually highly emotional, mm. highly physical, and almost never spiritual. And think about that. No wonder they're without vision. They're without purpose. They're without goals, right? And the Bible says right here on Proverbs 29, 18, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. Without vision, another version says people perish. And that's exactly what recreational dating is. People running wild where they're emo with their emotions. People running wild with the way they feel. One day they like you. The other day is all drama. And what happens at the end of that relationship? People are left hopeless. Yeah. And they say things like this. Marriage doesn't work. Mm. Relationships don't work. And they ruin, okay, because they do things they, their way. They ruin God's original design. He never created anything to fail. God Amen. never has created anything that fails. Amen. And so marriage works. Amen. You just got to do it God's Ooh. way. Amen. Proverbs 24, verse 3, it says, By wisdom, a house is built, and through understanding, it is established. When it's talking yeah. about a house, it's not talking about a physical house. Right. It's talking about a family, a relationship. Yeah. It's built not by emotions. It's built by wisdom mm -hmm. and by understanding. Imagine I wake up one day and I tell my wife, like, I don't know, something happened to me. I just feel like I want to build a house. 
And she's like, what do you mean build a house? You don't know anything about building a house. Get your butt inside the house, right? <laughs> because it doesn't just take a feeling to build a house. It takes wisdom, understanding. How do you found, how do you build a foundation for this thing? And so many people get in relationships without having any idea what it actually requires to build a relationship. Right, right. They're just hoping that it works out. And if we had to like sum it up in a couple of words, what recreational dating really is, is this a waste of time. Come on, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it is really a waste of time. And it's just delaying your true blessing that God has prepared for you. Amen. So recreational dating does not work, Frank. Yeah. Say it with us. Recreational dating does not does work. Not work. So let's talk about what works. Yeah, Point let's, number let's three, intentional dating. Intentional dating. Intentional dating. Let's is- get intentional. No? Intentional dating, <laughs> intentional dating is well, awesome. Right, it's good. enjoyable. You you get to know somebody, right. build a friendship, but you're protecting the purity of that person. Right, right. You're protecting the calling of that person. Yeah. You're protecting your own calling. But above all else, intentional dating means that it's driven by yeah. a clear purpose. And that clear purpose or that clear goal that intentional dating has is this: to determine if the person you're dating yeah. is the right one for you to marry. Say that again. To determine <laughs> intentional dating, its goal or the goal for it is to determine if the person you're dating is right for you to marry. That is that is the ultimate goal. Yeah. Marriage. Please understand this. Dating is not a final destination. Ooh, come on, so many people again. treat dating as though that's the goal. Right. I just want to be with somebody. I want to be in a relationship. Dating is not a final mm. destination. That's why people just get into dating and they stay there forever. Right, right, But right. dating is just meant to be a transition season that should either yeah. get you into marriage or back into being single because it's not taking you to Ooh, that place. Some people have to hear that tonight. I don't know. Don't look around you. <laughs> If you know someone, I'm just kidding. Okay, 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 okay. So I heard, just to give an example about this, love, uh, Pastor Mike Todd has this great example about it. Uh, imagine yourself in a, one of those huge airports, right? They have multiple terminals. And in order to get to, well, from Terminal A to Terminal B, you need to ride a shuttle, right? And so when you get into these shuttles, you'll notice that there's no seats in there. And the reason why they have no seats is because they don't expect you to stay there long. Come on. Shuttles are supposed to, they're transportation to take you from point A to point B. And intentional dating is transportation to get you from being single into a healthy, thriving marriage. I like that. Hey, that's good. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you guys can relate, but I went to community college for way too long. <laughs> they, they told me that it was supposed to be two years. Shoot, I was comfortable. I was getting some grants from the government. Financial aid. <laughs> some financial aid. Yeah, he's tattooed with financial aid, by the way. Just But how many of you guys know? Be honest, be honest. Hey, that's not what we're here for. How many of you guys know that if you're, if you're in, in community college for more than two years, three years, something's wrong, you're right? The reason I was there so long, because I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Right, right. And so I just got comfortable and I had to do something after high school. So community college was what made sense, you know, yeah. but community college is just supposed to be a transition right. period for you to enter into university and dating yeah. in the same way. It's not meant to stay there. And so if you're getting into a relationship without any desire to find the person that you want to marry, then you're just wasting your time. Yeah. And maybe you feel like I'm too young to get married, but that just means that means you're too young to start dating. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're like, well, I don't even have a job. Marriage? 
my my emotions are all out of whack. I, I can't think about marriage. Well, then you're not in a season to right. be dating. And that's okay. It's okay to be in a season where you're not ready to get married. It's okay. It's it's not a problem. Just don't get into a relationship if it's not your season. Amen. You have to enjoy where you find yourself in. And you know, one of the reasons why we tell people like, if you're not ready for marriage, like within the next two, three years, don't get into a relationship. You know why? Because you know how hard it is to not become emotionally intimate yeah. and physically intimate with someone for the longer that you're with them. You know, the longer that, you know, the more time that you spend with somebody, the more invested you're going to be with this person emotionally and sometimes even physically. And the problem with that is if marriage is not within the next two years or so, okay, you're not ready for the highest level of commitment, which is marriage. So you're not ready for the highest level of intimacy, which is marriage and emotional belonging, right? So if it's not within the next two, three years in your one life, two, one or two, one or two. <laughs> then just, just hold on. That means that God is working in you with something. Yeah. Amen. You know, most people get in a relationship. Right. Why? Because they're lonely. And I like to mess around with people and tell them, if you're lonely, get a puppy. Don't get in no relationship. That is just straight selfish right there. Right, right, right. If you're lonely, hey, go get a job. Maybe that'll help you, right? Or start going to the gym, right? It's selfish to say, I feel I need somebody, so I'm going to bring somebody else into my life, even though I have no intention of going any further. That sucks. That sucks. That's kind of mean. Right? That's kind of mean. But hey, hey what, what? Okay, so that's that. But what if you are ready to get into a relationship? Anybody? Ooh, I want to talk don't raise, to you. Don't raise your hand. <laughs> but, but maybe you are in a season when God is saying, go conquer, baby. Hey, like, go do this on. thing. I got everything hey. you ever wish for. Hey, it's sitting right next to you. No, no, no. This is your chance. But hey, so a lot of times people want to know this right they ask us these questions like how do you know you're ready to start dating or how do you know you're ready to go for it and so we we came up well we we have these questions that we want you guys to ask yourselves so that you can evaluate if this is a good season for you to start dating yes. which god wants to give you that person hey, by the way so if you want to know if you're ready if you're getting close to ready ask yourself this question am i do i have a solid relationship with god mm. Do I have a solid relationship with God? Check this out. If you can't have a good relationship with the perfect God, there's no hope that you're going to have a good relationship with an imperfect person. Ooh, say that again. That's so good. <laughs> if you can't have a good relationship with the perfect God who has no mistakes, mm -hmm. what makes you think you're going to build a good relationship with an imperfect human being and you yourself are imperfect? So maybe you're here and you're like, man, I just started coming to church a month ago. Well, that means... You need to focus on building your relationship with God. Amen? Because he's, he's the core, the foundation on which every relationship is built on. Amen? So do I have a solid relationship with God? What yeah. else? And then this other question. What do I have to offer? Will my life add value to the person that I'm trying to date? Yeah. Do I have something in me ready that will bless this other person? Or am I just bringing... Uh, you know, selfishness into this relationship. If my life is not going to make your life better, then I have no business getting in your life, right? Because we are called to be a blessing, not a burden. Come, Come on, on, somebody. The third question is, am I still carrying luggage from a past relationship? Am I healed? Yeah. That sounds much better. <laughs> am I healed from my past relationship? So many yeah. people They're still carrying luggage from their old relationship and they go expecting somebody else to carry it for them. 
Yeah, the next passenger in their life. Don't move forward if you're still, you know, you got to know yourself. I'm still broken. I'm still hurting. I still have resentment. It's not time for you to bring that into somebody else's life. Right. Another question that you can ask yourself is, do I still need someone to feel complete? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we heard this from Dr. Les and Leslie Parrott. They have this phrase, and I just want to read it as they say it. They say, until you've done the hard work of being whole on your own, every relationship you have becomes an attempt to complete yourself. Let me read it again. Until you've done the hard work of being whole on your own, every relationship you have becomes an attempt to complete yourself. There is no other human being on Come this on earth on this world that yeah. is meant to complete you yeah. there's no one in this world that can do that god is the only one he created you he can make you new again he can complete you he can satisfy your every need amen amen i'm most, kind of most marriages, ministering to myself right most now. marriages fail <laughs> because they go into it expecting this person to make them whole Yeah. And then they realize that this person is just revealing how unwhole they are, right? The last question is, am I happy on my own? Hey. Am I happy on my own? If you're not happy on your own, why would you want somebody else to be a part of that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. <laughs> If you can't be happy on your own, why would somebody else want to be a part of your life? Right? Damn. Only God can satisfy those needs. Now, we don't want right, 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 to scare you guys to starting a relationship. Do they right. need to be perfect, babe? No, 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 no. Not even. Well, nah. Right. We're not saying that you have to be perfect to be in a relationship. But what we're saying is that you need to be intentionally working in yeah. these areas of your life. Okay, it's not it's not to be perfect, but you must be under discipleship because yeah. why discipleship will take care of these areas yeah. so that when the season comes your way, when the season to start dating comes, you know, you're working on these things already. You know, and, and what if you're one of those people that are already in that season? What if, you know, you've been faithful to God, you you answer those questions and everything checks off and you're like, man, I'm ready for this. Well, we want you to know that faith is action. Yay. So take a chance. Go for it. You know, really, if you know that you're intentionally growing in these areas, just look around you. Hey. Just look around you, literally. <laughs> take a chance with somebody that is walking the same path that you're walking. Let, let's, let's talk a little more about along those lines. Look. I got to say something about that. Okay. You know, so many people are afraid of beginning a friendship, beginning a special oh friendship. Because what if it doesn't work? You know, if it doesn't work, but you did it right, you learn something. You grow. Yes, yes. And, and if that person wasn't the one for you, it's okay. God's got somebody else. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, don't yeah. be so afraid of building a friendship or, or starting a special friendship because you're unsure. Yeah. You know, you won't know until you go to the altar and you say, yes, that's when you know for sure. Right. And, right? and if you're ready to go into that, then we want to talk about expectations. And we want to talk about the list. Uh -oh. Okay. So why are expectations important, love? What so our that? pastors have taught us something so beautiful is that you need to have mm. vision for the kind of marriage that you want to have. That yeah. you need to have a vision for the kind of person that you want to marry one day. Right. Imagine right. I go to the car dealer and I have absolutely no idea what kind of car I, I want to buy. What's yeah. going to happen is I end up not buying the kind of car that I need, yeah. but the kind of car that they sold me. Yeah, yeah. And so many people, they have no expectations. Yeah. They have, they don't know what they're looking for in a person. Right, right. So this cute guy, this cute girl comes along. Oh, they look good. Right, right, right. 
So we recommend people write down some of the things that they're looking for in a person. Now, about that. Let's talk about it. Yes, talk about that. Because a lot of people say, well, that list doesn't work. But let me let me clarify that, okay? Because when you sit down, okay, to write the things that you're looking for and the person you want to marry, I encourage you. I beg of you that you ask the Holy Spirit to lead you into what things you should write down. Because oftentimes, the reason why those lists don't work is because what people write on those lists are very shallow expectations. They're, they're things that have nothing to do with a successful marriage. There's, they write down, down things that are shallow. And God is more interested in giving, giving you a godly man than in giving you a blue-eyed Six feet, six feet tall, jobless guitarist. I don't know. I don't know, you know? So when you're writing down those qualities, guys, seriously, ask the Holy Spirit to lead you. Say, Holy Spirit, you know, help me write down spiritual qualities here. Help me write down things that will make me enter into a successful marriage one day. Into meeting that person that I can serve you together with. And believe me, the Bible says, if you seek the kingdom of God first, if you seek the spiritual things first, he'll give you everything else you Amen. want, everything else that you need. I didn't know I wanted a tall, dark looking, good man. I did not know. I what, thought what I, just happened? I thought I wanted like a blue eye, blonde hair, and man, I didn't know that I, like what was not missing out. So as the I have Holy blue Spirit, eyes. I wear brown contacts. <laughs> so, you know, Pastor Oni says it this way and I, and I love it. She says, don't look for the perfect person. Look for a person that you can build a successful marriage and family with. Please say that. That's again. good advice. Say I'll that say again. it. Pastor Annie, wherever you are, don't look Thank for the pastor. perfect person. Look for a person that you can build a successful marriage and family with. Amen. Yeah, so many people miss out on amazing people yeah. that a lot of times are right next to them Ooh. because they're looking for shallow things. Mm. They have shallow expectations of what it takes to meet somebody. They're looking for that attraction, that chemistry. Oh, chemistry. And sometimes you have somebody right next to you that has everything that it takes yeah. to yeah. be a great husband or a great wife. You know, yeah. if you're looking for fleshly things, you're going to get carnal you're going to reap, reap carnal fruit. That's right. That's right. That's but right. if you're looking for spiritual things, you're going to reap spiritual fruit. That's right. That's Amen? right. Don't, don't focus so much on the physical attributes. It's okay to like certain things. But what kind of man do you want to lead your children? What kind right. of woman do you want to yes. serve God together? Yes. That's what you should be thinking about. And if think about this. If what God looks the most at is our heart, mm. what makes you think that we shouldn't do the same with Come people? On. Amen. You say it. You say it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know what with you're your manly voice <laughs> no but that's so true right when god sees us he looks at the heart so why right. do we look at other things when god looks at the heart we should be looking at the heart of people amen write it down don't be shallow <laughs> are you guys receiving from this or is this too hard too real if you're new and you're here for the first time you came on the best day. <laughs> You'll get out of your marriage. Our pastors will be here next week. Come, Woo, come back next week. But let's just recap. Let's recap on our three main points. What was point number one? Thank you, Asia. <laughs> Relationships are God's original idea. Right? right. It came from his heart. You should want marriage. You should desire healthy relationships. I got to say something. If you're not dreaming about marriage one day, maybe not right now. Yeah. But if you're not dreaming about it one day, maybe there's something wrong in your heart. Maybe God needs to heal something in there, yeah. right? And so what was point number two? Recreational waiting, rating does, recreational dating does not 
work, right? It's a waste of time. What was point number three? Intentional dating. Even that sounds so good, right? Intentional right? dating. Intentional. We're going to talk about what. <laughs> point number four. Point number four, okay? What do godly relationships look like? Okay? Let's, let's talk about that. What are the expectations? What does godly, what do godly relationships look like? And the thing about this is that the Bible doesn't give very specific details on how to date, but it gives us really good principles for our relationships, okay, for dating. And two of those principles that we want to talk about are the following. One, the first one, look carefully at the character of the person you're trying to date. That's the first one. He's clapping and he's only like three years old. He knows. Jay knows. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to work on my dad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> trying to, Number man. one, pay attention to the character of the person you're trying to date. And the second principle is place healthy boundaries on your relationships. Yeah, so, so talk let's about talk the about one. the character, right? I think people need to focus less on chemistry and start emphasizing character. Mm, say that. No, they didn't get it. <laughs> Say it again. It's so hard to preach with my wife. <laughs> People need to start focusing less on chemistry and start emphasizing the character of a person. Oh, yeah. You know, there's no relationship, no successful relationship that lasts on chemistry. That's right. Every successful relationship, godly relationship, is because of the character of the man and the woman. So that's right. what you want to pay attention to, right? Su is the person that, that I'm having a relationship mm -hmm. with, do they bring glory to God with their lives? Yeah, yeah. Can I tell by the patterns in their lives that they're people that honor God. So many people, they get in a relationship because they see potential. Right, right, right. They see somebody like, yeah, I mean, he doesn't really have a devotional life. He kind of goes to church every once in a while, but he's cute. I, I can see some potential right, right there, right? right? right, right. Don't, don't get with, with somebody based on potential. Look at their patterns. Yeah, and babe, can you just like, I, I really just want to like emphasize a little bit about what you say about chemistry because I've heard it over and over. People that miss out on great relationships because they didn't feel something. Like they didn't, why are you trying to feel like chemistry? Hazte, hazte You'll feel something. <laughs> you got to feel something, tickle yourself. No, you know, they say, well, I don't feel the chemistry, but relationships don't work like Frank said on chemistry, they don't take chemistry, they take energy. Yeah. For those of you guys that are married, you know that marriage, anybody married here besides us? Hey, it on. takes more than, chem than chemistry, doesn't it? To make it work. It takes energy, right? It takes wanting to work on it. So ladies and gentlemen, do not dismiss someone so quickly Ooh. from even trying to attempt to conquer you just because you don't feel chemistry. If this is a man of God and a woman of God, oh my goodness, you better, you better pray that God opens your spiritual eyes. Because you are where you are because maybe you have been looking with your fleshly eyes and you can't see past here <laughs> because the carnal mind it's taking over, but we're not telling, we're not here to talk about bad stuff. No, but uh, what I meant to say is the Lord wants to renew your sight so you can see with your spiritual eyes. Come on, somebody. Amen. I know we didn't talk about that, but hey. So character, right? And number two thing, uh, what about character in the relationships that already exist? Can we talk about that? Yeah. So when I first gave my life to Christ when I was 19, mm -hmm. uh, I came across this verse in the Bible in 2 Corinthians 6, 14. It says, do not be yoked together with mm -hmm. unbelievers. Yeah. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Right, or right, what right. fellowship can light have with darkness? So I had been in a relationship with this girl for like two or three years. Boom. And I. <laughs> Thank you. He was foolish back then. It's I was okay. blind, but now I see. He was blind. And, 
And so I was, I began to look for God because I knew there was something missing in my life. And she was okay with me getting close to God and going to church, but she wanted nothing to do with it. And I thought it was fine because she was okay with me going to church. But so what does this actually mean, right? Mm -hmm. The Bible says, do not be unequally yoked. Back then they would have two ox, oxen, Oxen, ox, Oxen. Oxai. They would have two ox and they would put this wooden yoke around their necks. Oh, take a picture. Uh, and, and so in order for the for the animals to, to plow a straight line, they would make sure that they were the same height, the same strength, and the same experience. Because if you take one ox that had more experience, more strength, or was taller, the, it would cause a crooked line. And so God is saying, make sure that you have the same faith, that you have the same character, that you have the same vision, the same goals. And so God convicted me so many years ago, and he showed me that if I didn't let go of this relationship, eventually it was going to pull me away from God. You know, and it's time to evaluate too, not just the character of the person, but the character of your relationship. If you currently find yourself already in a relationship, in a romantic relationship, it's time to ask yourself, is our relationship glorifying God? Are the things that we're doing in private giving God glory? If when people see us and the way we treat each other and the way we talk to each other and the way we touch each other, are they inspired to follow Jesus? Yes. You know, being holy and honoring in your relationship takes more than just not having sex. It takes holiness up here. Amen. And we need to have character. In our, your relationship should be a blueprint for people to follow. Yeah. That when they see your relationship, they can say, man, that's a blessed relationship. That's what I want. Yeah. That's what you're, We're supposed to tell the world this is how it's done. But when we are not doing it how God is doing it, people look at us and say, uh, no, they're just as bad as me, yeah. right? So your relationship, God wants to use it. It's not just there for your pleasure. It's there for his glory. Amen? Amen. So evaluate your relationship. Is it giving God glory and can others imitate our relationship and get blessed with it? If, you know, I wrote it this way. Don't expect God's, God to bless your relationship if you're willingly keeping him out of it. That's really good. Yeah, you know, we talked about how sometimes we can be shallow with our mm-hmm. expectations. Right, right, and right. in any relationship, for it to work, you have to be willing to compromise. Right. The problem is people compromise the wrong things. Right, right, right. Never compromise the character of a person. You can compromise their height, but don't compromise their character. Right, Amen. Right. If they don't have blue eyes, that's okay. They're going to be all right. There's contact. There's contact lessons. You might have a grandma that has blue eyes. You'll still have kids with blue eyes. No, but don't ever compromise the character of the person. Tell the person next to you, don't compromise character. And are you single? (laughs) You know, the Bible says, oh, this this is good. This is good. Hebrews 12.1 says, Hebrews 12.1 says, let us strip off every way that slows us down. Let us strip off every way that slows us down. You know, for some of you, some relationships, some friendships are slowing you down. There's something weighing over your life and it has a name. And God is saying, if it's slowing you down, if it's keeping you away from your purpose, strip it off, get rid of it, end it quickly. Yeah. Amen. It might be getting that relationship might be getting in the, in the way of yeah. the right person that God Woo! has for you. And you're just That's delaying right. your blessing. Come on. There's somebody around you that has the character to build a great relationship and you're wasting time with somebody that doesn't have it. Right. You see, when you're in a relationship with somebody and the man and the woman have godly character yeah. and you have boundaries instilled. Mm. 
That's the kind of relationship that God gets glory with. That's, That's right. the kind of relationship that the people around you are blessed. That's yeah. the kind of relationships that are going to come out of CFF. Woo! Amen. Amen. Yes. Give God a round of applause because I do believe that. I do believe that. Amen. So again, the first principle, pay attention to the character of the person. Say it with me. Pay attention, pay attention. to the character, the character of the person, the person you're trying to date. <laughs> you said it in your heart. And the second one is boundaries. Say boundaries. Boundaries. <laughs> boundaries are required in establishing relationships so that God can be honored through them. And there's an example that I like to give that I really like of why boundaries are so good. When you go to a bowling alley and then you go to those like lanes on the far left for that inexperience of the children, you notice that in those lanes, they have safeguards on the side, right? And those safeguards on the lane are there so that when the ball is thrown and it gets out of its course, those safeguards are meant to bring the ball back to the center so that it can hit its target. So boundaries in relationships do the same thing. When you start walking in a relationship and you have healthy emotional and physical boundaries in that relationship, when you start, you know, getting away of your path, those boundaries tell you, hey, you're getting away. Come back to the center so that you can hit your target. Amen? Amen? Boundaries are a good thing. Boundaries are awesome. So many people look at boundaries like a burden, like, oh, I, I shouldn't mm. do this or I should No, they're there to protect you. Yeah. Like Alba said, you see, when a couple has clear boundaries, they've been communicated yeah. and they're being observed right, right. that co that couple that honors those boundaries receives honor themselves mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that couple that that couple that honors those boundaries they receive yeah. honor themselves when a couple says i honor this person much more than i value my own Ooh, needs and my own desires there's honor in that kind of relationship Ooh. when a couple says i honor your calling yeah. and and god's purpose over your life more than i value my own lust yes. and my own desires Yee. those are the kind of couples that god can bless that's that God can you use. Marry. That's someone Amen. you marry. And you know, ladies, if he can keep his hands to himself, what makes you think that he can keep himself in God's hands? Mm. Ooh. And that goes for the man too. If she can keep her hands to herself, what makes you think that she can keep herself in God's hands? Amen. Run. Come on. Run. <laughs> in, in our backyard, we have only, right. only one gate in our house. But man, it's so important that we always keep that gate locked because yeah. our, our two little boys, they love playing in the backyard. Aww. And if that gate is open, they can run out and put yeah, themselves yeah. in danger or somebody else that we don't want can come into our house. Mm -hmm. You see, when you have boundaries and you honor those boundaries and you, you follow through, it's so beautiful because you yeah. have freedom to play yeah. no maybe not that way but, <laughs> but you have freedom to enjoy and right. get to know each other and build a relationship and there's no fear there shouldn't be a fear there shouldn't be fear because that's what those boundaries are there for so that right. the ball won't fall into the gutter right Amen? right so maybe and we want to bring it to a close with this and i don't know if uh george are you here can you play some romantic intentional Oof. dating music come on is, is George in the house or is he with Janet? Hey, hey, you know they get intentional. Hey. You want to see a good marriage? Look over there. Hey, look over there. On. She's somewhere over there making him a meal. <laughs> but, you know, we want to bring it to a close because really love, it's true. This is true. That honestly in our heart, guys, we we believe in marriage. We love that unit, that, that, that foundation that God laid on marriage and what he 
his purpose for it and that unit right that 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 unit that is marriage and we we love being married and we would desire the same thing for you guys and more than us desiring it for you god wants that yeah. he wants to bless you in this area and so maybe what if they they're broken at this point what if they have lost all hope what yeah. can we do I love the the example that Alba gave in the beginning about the apple, you know, because like I yeah. said, some of you, you probably relate to that or you feel like that apple that's been broken and every relationship you've gotten into has just made it worse and worse. And uh, I want to invite everybody to just stand on their feet with us mm -hmm. for a moment because yeah. I believe that God wants to bring healing today. Yeah, I believe that there are some of you that you're not dreaming anymore mm -hmm. or or you're afraid You, you have no hope for your own life. You don't think that anybody will ever want to build a life with you. Wow, you wow. see yourself as, as not good enough. You don't see yourself as valuable. Well, maybe you have lost hope and you're compromising what you believe in. Or maybe you're compromising values because you feel that if you don't take the matter into your own hands, then God is not going to come through. And that's that lack of faith has left you over and over disappointed and disillusioned. And God wants to restore that faith again so that you could believe that his plans for you are to bless you and to give you hope. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to bless you and to give you hope and to give you a good life, not to harm you. And that includes this area. So we want to pray. If, if you find yourself in an area that maybe you lost that hope, we believe without a, a doubt God wants to do something in you tonight. Why don't you guys go ahead and close, our eye close your eyes with us. And I Thank want you, you to God. think about this. Remind yourself that God is a father. Right. That he's a father who loves you and who mm -hmm. wants the best for you. Oh, he's a father that sees so much value Yeah. in you that he sent his only begotten son to die on the cross for your life because that's what you are worth to God. Maybe you don't see that same value in you anymore because you've been so hurt. Maybe you've been rejected. Maybe you're a man here and you've tried to build relationships, but you feel like you keep on getting rejected and you're, you've allowed that rejection to determine your value as opposed to what Jesus did on the cross for you to determine how valuable you are in the eyes of God. Remember, God is a father. He wants what's best for you and he has what's best for you. And tonight he wants you to begin to hope once again, to begin to dream once again. And you know, we want to invite you to take a step of faith because it's really hard to be healed in any area of our lives if we first have not yet welcome the healer of all healers into our lives and so if you have never invited Jesus to come and be your savior and be your Lord then tonight that's the first step before we can ask him to restore our marriage before we can ask him to give us hopes and dreams for marriage before any of that the most important thing that we can ask is that he comes into our heart So if you if you never done that, if you have never invited Jesus Christ to come into your life, as everyone has their eyes closed, I want to invite you to do that tonight. And we want to pray with you. And if you want to invite Jesus into your heart tonight, and you want him to come and begin to guide your life, I want you to raise your hand right now, right there where you are. 
Amen. Amen. We see those hands up. Raise them. Raise them. You know, it's not bad to recognize that we need them. There's nothing embarrassing about it. Yes, we see those hands. Anybody else, anybody else in this place says, I need Jesus. I don't know exactly what that means to me right now, but there's something in my heart that says, I need something different. I need my future to be led by someone other than myself. Anybody else here in this place? Anybody else needs Jesus? He's knocking at your heart. He's seen how much you've heard in the past. And he's saying, hey, let me take that. Let me take that hurt. Let me take that disappointment. I'll give you joy in exchange. I'll give you hope in exchange. I'll give you a future. I'll give you a life. I'll give you vision. I'll give you joy for your pain. I'll give you love for your rejection. That's what he does. That's what he did on the cross. Anybody else needs Jesus? Raise your hand tonight. And we're going to invite you to repeat this prayer with us. Dear Jesus, I ask you to forgive my sins. I know I've sinned against you. And I repent tonight. I ask you to come into my heart and change me. Change my mind. Change the way I think. Guide me. Be the Lord of my life. I want to do things your way because you love me and your plans for me are good. I receive your forgiveness tonight. I receive your joy and I give you my pain and I give you my sin. Take it all. You're welcome in my life tonight. Now put your hand down. Now, maybe, babe, I feel like praying for those people that, that need a special healing and relationship. Will you pray for that? Begin to see that apple that, that we used up here. And, and, and look at it as a picture of your heart, if that's how you feel. And begin to ask God to bring restoration into your heart. The Bible says that he makes all things new. That he will give you a new heart and a new spirit. And right now, by faith, just begin to see how the hand of God goes over your chest and the healing hand of Jesus the same hands that healed, healed the leper the same hands that healed the crippled the same hands that healed every disease is healing your broken heart right now God is saying I am making all things new what you've done does not define who you are what I did for you defines who you are you are my son you are my daughter and today I am making all things new tonight god is beginning a healing process in your life begin to say with me repeat with me jesus christ heal my heart restore my emotions make me whole you see value in me this might be hard for some of you to say but say god i have something amazing to offer valuable because you say that I am valuable I have something beautiful to offer I know that for some of you that's hard to even think about or say but just let that linger in your heart that you have something amazing to give there is somebody that God's gonna bring at the right time and you have this whole apple that you're gonna offer that person and you're gonna say 
We're going to serve the Lord together. God is going to do something beautiful through our lives, through our marriage. We're going to raise a priestly family. Begin to tell God that you trust him with your life, that you trust him with your future, that you trust him with your heart. Maybe you have a hard time trusting men or trusting women, but can you trust God tonight? Can you say, God, I trust you. I've been hurt, but I trust you because you are a good and a perfect father and your plans for me are good all the time. And the last thing I would like to pray for that I really feel in my heart right now is for people that are currently in a relationship. And for those people that are ready to be in a relationship, that you are ready to be intentional. If you are in a relationship already, hold the hand of the of, of your girlfriend, boyfriend, or fiance, spouse, spouse, yeah. And if you are ready to be in a relationship and God has put that desire in your heart, you know, just I don't know if you're embarrassed or not, but put your hand over your heart. And I want to pray. Holy Spirit, I just pray for the current relationships here right now, CFF, God. Especially those that are engaged. Especially those that are dating. Holy Spirit, I pray for divine guidance. I pray for divine vision for their lives. That they can see beyond their own desires. That they can see, Lord, the beautiful the beautiful vase that they are in your hands, the beautiful tool that they are in your hands, that their relationship is in your hands, that they can see, Father, that what you see through their relationship is greater and bigger than they have ever imagined, Lord. Give them vision for their relationship, God, that they can see, Lord, that it is your in your heart that healthy, godly relationships will be the foundation of society, God. You have hope for families, God. I believe that families and, and, and couples here from CFF, God, will show the world how relationships are done how to be blessed in relationships how to have successful thriving marriage God marriages we can change societies with solid families families with solid relationships with solid marriages God so I pray for a special anointing over the couples and marriages here at CFF God that you will give them God that anointing to honor you through their relationship, through our relationships, through our marriages. And I also pray, Holy Spirit, for those people that are entering into a season of conquest, into a season, God, of intentionality. I pray, Holy Spirit, that equally, Lord, that you will open their spiritual eyes, that they can see the way that you see, that they can see in others the things that you see in them, God, that they they will value in the opposite sex, the things that you value in them, God. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will begin to open the minds of people, that fear will be gone, that, that, that the mentality that they carry from the world and what the world values will be gone and that there is, all that will be replaced, God, by spiritual thinking, by spiritual desires, God. I pray, Lord, that even next year, God, more healthy relationships will come about, God. And people will see that there's a blessing over them. And people will ask, why? How are they doing things? And they will be able to say, follow God's original design. So we pray for that, Lord. And we just ask you that you continue to bless 
church, God, that you will continue to bless everyone here tonight. And that you will continue to bless everyone here tonight, God. That your spirit, Lord, that good work that you've begun right now in the hearts of some people, that you will continue it throughout the week, God. We love you so much, Holy Spirit. Thank you for this beautiful gift that is marriage. Thank you for this beautiful gift that is healthy relationships. Thank you because even in that, you take care of us. Even in that, your character of a beautiful, loving father is shown. So we thank you. You are so good. You are so faithful. You are beautiful. And we love you so much, God. And in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. Give God a round of applause. Man, he's so awesome. So good. Amen. We hope you guys were blessed tonight. We invite you and encourage you to come back next week. Stay connected throughout the week with your cell groups. And we'll see you guys on Sunday. God bless you.